Welcome back to another episode of the Scores Table. We've been off for a few weeks. That's 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 my fault. Uh, I've been I've been very busy. End of internships. End of the summer. You know the deal. Plus, we're in the dead of the NBA offseason. Um, but we still have a lot of stuff to talk about here with Julian, as always. What is good, everybody? What is good to the Scores Hive? Yes, we've been on a bit of a hiatus, but you know what? We're back. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling beautiful, you know, looking like a young Ray Liotta in my bedroom right now. Got my mic set up. I'm ready. I'm ready for some basketball talk, you know. The weather's still still pretty fucking crazy out here, but hopefully it's going to cool down. Let's, let's get straight to it. Let's get straight yeah, to it. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah, we're, we're in the dead of the offseason, and, and we're actually going to take another episode break of our part one, two, and three series of previewing every team, just because there's a few kind of more relevant topics we want to get to. We're gonna t- this episode, we're going to talk about uh, uh, DeMarcus Cousins uh, tearing his ACL. We're going to talk about who the potential options for the Lakers are, including their interest in Dwight Howard. And then we're also, also going to talk about Team USA basketball. They got to make one more cut. Uh, as well as another episode of the Kyrie Panic Meter and the Rogier Report. So we got a fun episode <laughs> planned for you guys. So let's start off with DeMarcus Cousins and the incredibly sad news about his injury. Uh, this offseason, he just tore his ACL in a preseason workout, which now marks his third major injury in the last 18 months. This is probably the end of DeMarcus as we know him, right? Like yeah, as sad it's, as it is, it's not. It's 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 really sad to see. I mean, uh, this this amount of injuries and wear and like tears, like literally on his body, in this so sh- in this short amount of time with someone you know his size, and, and what that can do to your quickness and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm I'm worried about his future, and I really was rooting for Boogie to get that contract that you know th- you can say whatever you want about him as a teammate or whatnot, but like he he deserved his money. Yeah, talent-wise, talent talent-wise, he's one of the most skilled centers in NBA history. I 100%. mean, I mean his his passing, he was he was very ahead of the uh the curve in terms of centers shooting three-pointers. Uh-huh. He was a transformative player and uh and and like you just said, like say what you want about him as a teammate and about about anything else with him, but this is this is sad because we're losing one of the most talented guys that we've had. Yeah, especially at the point that it seemed that he was really trying to like reform his image, and you know, with with taking just no money for to to go win a, try to win a championship with the Warriors. Um, and, and and yeah, you know, best wishes to him. I hope he can get back get back, and it's not like a Derrick Rose situation for the next uh, few years where you see flashes, but you don't really see like the real thing. Yeah. But but yeah, but this honestly, here's the thing. This leaves as as we alluded to earlier, this li- leaves the Lakers in one hell of a position where yeah. they just they they're just kind of stuck and fucked right now. It yeah. looks like it's and, not good. <laughs> yeah, and to even even let's pretend that DeMarcus Cousins was completely healthy and everything was great and he was an all even an all-star. We can go go back that part. Let's, let's even go back that that far. Um, the Lakers still would have had trouble with their centers this year. Uh-huh. Having your entire center rotation being Cousins and JaVale McGee isn't great. Yeah, and now not, you're not down ideal. Cousins. Um, and I and I wasn't, even before his injury, I wasn't too, too high on him with this team just uh-huh. because I didn't love the fit. Uh-huh. But even still, he was certainly a much better player than any of the guys they have to consider now. 
way better. The, the, the Lakers offseason, with the exception of getting Anthony Davis, has been kind of a disaster. I would I would agree for the most part, even though, I mean, I, I think the, the Troy Daniels and Jared Dudley signings were really smart. I those, liked, those were, I those liked were the fine. idea of the, the, the Danny Green signing until they spent all their money on him. But other yeah. than that, wasn't too good. Yeah, I, I like a lot of the players they signed. I like a lot of their players that they signed in terms of, oh, yeah, that guy is like a quality ninth, tenth man in the rotation. But then it's like, oh, you want him, you want Rajon Rondo starting. Yeah, you want $8 million so, for KCP. Yeah, so it's like, it's, like, it's like the names of the guys are like, okay, like, like I don't hate him. But then it's the, the between the contracts and just the role they expect these guys to play. I mean, it's, I mean, to go through their guard depth, it, Rondo, Avery Bradley, uh, Alex Caruso, KCP, Troy Daniels. Is it wrong to say that Alex Caruso might actually be the best guy in that group? Um, it's, it's, I, I think it, it's technically wrong, but to your point, it's not unreasonable. It's, it's, it's completely feasible they, that he is. The same, the same way, the <laughs> same way. feasible. Yeah, in the same way the Knicks loaded up in, uh, in getting, like, they, they've cornered the market on, uh, on third string bags, or, or second string bags. They've cornered the market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Lakers completely cornered the market in, in ninth man in the playoff rotation, guys. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Toughness wins in this league, so good for the oh, Knicks. You know, yeah. three-point oh. shooting doesn't win in this league. Toughness does. Thanks, Matt um, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but get away from their guards. I, don't, I do not like the, a lot of their fits on the team. If you're the Lakers, what is your best starting lineup, in your opinion? For me, for the best starting lineup, Bear in mind, I, I'm putting you totally on the spot here, but uh, it's it's all good. It's all good. The thing with the Lakers is like I their crunch time lineup is different from what I think their starting lineup should be. We're gonna get into right. Kyle Kuzma and what he may or may not be next year. I mean, he. So, okay, so, the, so the, what, what do you think? What do you think their best lineup is? Their best lineup is, I think it's something like. Okay, this is hard because. On one hand, I want to put Rondo in there. But on the other I hand, <laughs> he still can't shoot. And he's getting older. And he's Rondo. And even though he's had success with AD before, like, it's... I, I, I just don't... I don't I just don't really yep. want him there. The same thing with Avery Bradley. Will, I know you're the Avery Bradley fan of Avery Bradley fans. Oh, like, I am. Are, I am. I'm a bigger fan of Avery Bradley than Avery Bradley's parents are of Avery Bradley. Uh, I had, I had, okay, so I had someone come to my apartment the other day to fix my stove, because um, mm-hmm. my stove was broken, and he saw my my autographed Avery Bradley picture hanging on the wall, mm-hmm. and he and and his exact phrase was, "Is he still in the NBA?" <laughs> and um. Uh, and he's right because the last like three years, Avery has been one of the worst offensive players, if not the worst offensive player in the league. Yeah, and I, he's he's still he's still a great defender. He's a, he's a very smart player, but he's a terrible offensive player. And was almost maybe was he like statistically like one of the very actually worst offensive players in the league like last year? I think I think he was technically the worst. 
Yeah, so there's that. So, so, so my okay. So here, I'll, I'll tell you my favorite uh, Lakers lineup right now. Okay. And the problem with this is it's it has a lot of holes. Uh huh. My favorite lineup for them is probably Alex Caruso. Okay. Uh, either KCP or Quinn Cook. Ooh. Danny I Green. Like Cook. I I forgot about Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook is good. I like that move. Yes, as a ninth man. One of those two, and then Danny Green, LeBron, Anthony Davis. Okay, I I like that. I I like that. That's that because gr- because I like mm-hmm. I like like Kuzma is probably their third best player, but Kuzma's not a good fit with LeBron and AD. Dudley. Is, uh, is is a good player, but he doesn't fit with LeBron and AD. So they got all these guys that don't entirely fit with their best players because it, it, to maximize where they are, you don't want LeBron having to guard small forwards anymore. That's that's just, you, you, you want LeBron guarding the stretch four. You want him guarding something like that. So, so let's say let's say you're playing the Blazers. Or you're, oh, the, oh, I'm, oh, okay, let's say let's say you was playing the Blazers last year, just because I want to I want to use Al Farouk Aminu for this example. Okay, you want you want him guarding Aminu. You don't want him guarding, uh, like, like, like Evan Turner, for instance, like with the Blazers of last year. Just because Evan Turner is going to have the ball in his hand, he's going to be creating. Aminu is going to stand in the corner. You want LeBron guarding the stretch four in the corner, mm-hmm. and you'd also don't want. Dudley guarding the three. You want him guarding the four. Yes, I will say and, one. And, and, and same and same with Kuzma, as we saw mm-hmm. last year. Kuzma can't guard centers. <laughs> I, I, well, we we'll saw that, that last year. He Kuzma, can't guard centers. <laughs> Kuzma, Kuzma can't can't guard my uh, my coat rack in my in my foyer. <laughs> but uh, but, what but I just it's a foyer. What constitutes a foyer? If you and have it, like an open concept loft, like is a foyer like where you put your feet, where you put your shoes and coat, or yeah, does a yeah, foyer have foyer, to be a separate room? No, no, I think a foyer. Uh, okay, no, well, a mud room is a separate room, but okay. I can I consider a foyer as an area. I might be wrong. Um, foyer is an area. That's interesting. I, I honestly don't know. I wasn't sure about the foyer duris- jurisdiction. Maybe. Well, not, 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 how did I say that out loud? It kind of feels dumb. I feel like it should be a separate room. This is what we do on this podcast. We <laughs> we, 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 we confront things that have haunted me my entire life. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I <laughs> well, see, the way, the, way, the way my apartment is laid out is you walk in, and then it's like a little foyer area, and then you make a right to go into the actual apartment. So I have like a separate kind of area. To like yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Separate area. Separate area. Yeah. I think that that's that's one of the biggest things. You know. Yeah. That... How about, okay. It doesn't have to be a separate room, but it has to be a separate area. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. I'm okay. with you. But no, room has. I, to... I talk about this shit the entire all the time too. This is the kind of things I talk about <laughs> in my daily life. Me and my, me and my friend were at we at this Chinese restaurant last night, and we were talking about about how you know we like the custom now. Uh, you know how you 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 don't really knock on the bathroom door to see if someone's in there. Because you put the person who's in there in an awkward position. So you, like, jiggle the handle just to let the... Or, or just, you know, pr- pretend you're trying to open it just to give the person, you know, knowledge of your presence. And I had never once thought about that in my life, but that's not like, now on my mind. And then my boy put that, uh, that, uh, that idea to the test and walked in on Gilbert Godfrey taking a piss last night. No so, way. Yeah, yeah he, I, think, I, think, I, think he, 
I think he has a home in Great Barrington. My brother ran into him at uh, the, at at the ice cream shop. <laughs> Who's that panda house in like fucking Lennox? Like the semi shitty Chinese restaurant. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> We're not cutting that. We're not cutting that. No, well, no, that, that stays in. That stays in. <laughs> okay. Shout out, shout out, anyway. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Legend. Anyway. Anyway, back, so, back, back to the Lakers' terrible roster construction. Okay. Here's the thing with my with with my crunch time concerns with the Lakers. I agree 100 percent that Danny Green needs to be out there. That AD needs to be playing center and not power forward, and yep. that you want LeBron out there at the same time. My thing is this. I I think that. The, the thing with Jared Dudley is this. I completely agree with you as far as who's guarding the four. But how many guys on this Lakers team do you trust to not shit the bed in A, crunch time, B, a playoff series? Okay. I trust Jared Dudley. That's, that's, that's the way. I actually, I, actually I actually have a list of guys that I would actually trust not to shit the bed. I actually I would, said I trust Rondo. He almost like that one Rondo, that Rondo was, series against the Celtics. Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck was that? Jesus. Yeah, Rondo is actually was my number two or, or my number three guy on the Lakers in terms of isn't going to screw up. Okay. Um, I would, I would, or sorry, actually number four guy. I guess Danny Green knows his role. But, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Troy Daniels, I trust. Jared yes. Dudley, I trust. Uh, Danny Green, as I said. Um, JaVale, I don't. Kuzma, I don't. Um, as we saw last year in the playoffs, even before DeMarcus got hurt, DeMarcus isn't someone you can trust to make a, the right basketball move in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, there were, there were a lot of decisions that DeMarcus made in the, uh, in the Warriors, um, in the Warriors, uh, finals that had nothing to do with his injuries. They had to do with just mental lapses. Yeah. And that and was that, a it, concerning for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you touched but, on Troy Daniels, who I think is so important in this year, as far as yes. he's someone who I would actually throw out there, maybe in their best lineup. Just Troy Daniels, you shot I, like forty percent. You keep, you always shoot forty yeah. percent. Just stand in the corner. We don't yeah. give a fuck what you do, Troy Daniels. Just Troy stand. Daniels, there, stand Troy Daniels there and make was open huge. Shots. He was huge for the Rockets a few years back against the Blazers. Um, Are people just forgotten that he's good. He's like Goran Dragic. I, I, I like, I like him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, but but again. So again, on the Lakers roster, I want you to tell me like like if you're constructing a roster and you have guys like one through twelve, what numbers do these guys like? Where do you want them? Avery Bradley probably as your ninth man. KCP probably as your ninth man. Caruso ninth man. Cook ninth man. Troy Daniels ninth man. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just Javale McGee, Rondo, uh, Dudley. Like these are all guys that you want as like your eighth or ninth man. Mm-hmm. And it's just that's their what the roster is built out of. Yeah. And also because of a lot of the contract structuring and just the, the, the plain guys they, they have on their team. If now in the wake of this boogie injury, if they're trying to even make a trade for somebody other than Jeannie bus, uh, and, uh, porno Rambuses and, uh, <laughs> Rob Palinka's favorite son, Kyle Kuzma, they don't really have anyone to trade. Like, well, they, they, they can't even trade Kuzma. Cause that's the other thing. Kuzma makes so little money. And they can't mm. take back any money that they don't even – he doesn't even have value for them because unless you're getting back a player that makes like $2 million, you can't trade any of the guys you just signed for a while. Or that, and that. <laughs> it's just it, – the whole thing the whole thing is a mess. But Costa Santetokounmpo roster spots really – Oh, my God. When they did that, I was like, are you serious? Like yep. seriously prioritizing getting Giannis three years from now? 
I will testify in the law of court that you said that. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. I was. I believe my exact reaction was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Um, yep. Do, yep. do, do you know right. who should have picked up like someone like uh, Costa Santa Tacumbo? Maybe maybe a team that wants to develop some young guys. Like getting Costa Santa Tacumbo is not the way to get Giannis onto Tacumbo. Listen, you know what? You know something, bro. The word Salmonella should just be taken out of society and replaced with Costas Antetokounmpo. <laughs> Costas Antetokounmpo is raw than food poisoning. I like Costas Antetokounmpo. I think he might be able to. He might be good in this league and be able to, you know, usurp his brother's shadow. But Costas Antetokounmpo is three years away from being three years away. I'll okay. Here's how. Here's how raw Costas Antetokounmpo is. I believe he just got cut from the Greek national team. <laughs> One of the Antetokounmpo brothers got cut uh, from the national team. I'm going to Google it right now, quick. Yeah, it was Kostas. He got, yeah, Kostas Antetokounmpo got cut from the Greek national team. Yeah, th- uh, my guy, uh, Thanasis is on my guy Jason's uh, team in Greece, uh, Panathinaikos. He's like a, you know, he's a 3 and D defensive stopper now with Nick Kalathis. They, and, okay, I'm actually looking at the, at the Greek national team roster. They have a few names of, like, uh, of guys, that, like, at least, like, you recognize. Don't they, they have ha- Papianis? They have, they have Papianis, they have Papa Nicolo. Uh-huh. They have Nick Kalathis, like you said, and they yep. have two, uh, two Antetokounmpo's. Yeah, don't they have Giannis um, and uh, and and uh, th- uh, or something? Thanos. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how to pronounce Thanasis, it. Yeah, don't Thanasis. they have a? Uh, uh, they have what's his name? Do they have Dylan Brooks or Tyler Dorsey? One of those guys? Don't they have one of those guys? One of those no. guys is half Greek. No, uh, they don't. Oh, um, they also have. Uh, wait, they they've definitely got. Do they have Spindulis? Vasilis Spindulis? Uh, let me see. No, I don't see him. Oh, sorry, my my Greek wait, friend. Wait, like wait, I know wait, all wait, these wait. obscure ba- Greek basketball say? players now. What's his name again? Vasilis Spanoulis. Oh no. Ah oh, man, all right. My 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 boy's got a lot of stories about him. Those guys crazy. <laughs> all right. Anyway. All right. Um, anyway, so so these are these are the names. Uh, these are the names of the guys they're considering to replace Cousins. Okay. Um, and it sucks that Cousins making so little money for for them that like his injury doesn't matter shit to their salary cap. Like, like if, like if he had been earning five million dollars right now, they could have filed an injury exception and gotten five million more dollars. But because he's making a minimum, it just does nothing. Mm-hmm. So these are the guys that they're considering: uh, Joakim Noah, um, Mo, Mo Spates, Martian Gortat, and Dwight Howard. <laughs> keeping up, keeping up with the uh, the. Lakers' motto of, if they used to be good, then let's have them on our team. Bro, this Lakers team, think of Dwight Howard. They would have been nasty five years ago. Oh, my God. Imagine five years ago you heard that the Lakers had Rondo, Avery Bradley, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Cousins, and Dwight Howard. And Danny Green. Jared Dudley in his 20s. (laughs) (laughs) So... Also, also, imagine being told that you were going to be coached by Frank Vogel five years ago. Oh, that w- that would have been lit. That would have been lit. <laughs> Shout out to Roy Hibbert. So, so yeah, it's um, it, the the Lakers are a bit of a mess. So let's talk about those those few options. We're going to touch on three of them quick, and then go into depth on Howard. But but first, Julian, if you're the Lakers, which one of those guys would you want? Wow, this is like. But bear in mind, bear in mind, none. Is an option. 
<laughs> and, you can, and you can like, and 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 go try to literally sign like, why why not someone like like uh like Rashad Holmes? Isn't he still available? Or oh, uh or or Holmes oh, is he up. not? Oh, Al- what about, what about Alan like... Williams? We I talked about him last. Oh, yes, Alan Williams, available. legendary. You still? Um, I would like. I don't know. I would. I would consider. I, I would call up Chris McCullough's agent <laughs> and see if you can get him. But he's not um, a center. I would see what, yeah. I mean, he's 6'11". You know, he's tall. You know, he's got that. Shout out to my want, man Chris McCullough. You don't want to play center. Uh, anyway, uh, I would, is, what's Festus and Zeely doing? As Rehabbing as still? As long as you're poking around these guys. Jesus. Okay, uh, in all seriousness, out of, I would out of those actually guys, say, yeah. and this actually goes back to, this is... In, it, it kind of goes back to the option that just the fact that, you know, we saw what point center LeBron was last year, pretty much a disaster. We yep. saw what Kyle Kuzma as center was last year. Yep. Just kind of disaster. Thanks to those guys being a disaster, I am in on Joakim Noah. On That's the who I would have picked too. I'm in on him. He had a total resurgence for the Grizzlies. He was legit good for them. Yeah, he looked bad. You see, remember that one game that he was like uh, playing? He was getting defended by like Kuzma. Yeah, for, uh, he looked like Bill Russell. No, I mean, <laughs> like, okay. HGH. The reason the reason I would choose Joakim Noah out of there is number one, he's got by far the highest basketball IQ out of all of them. Yes, Joakim Noah is a very smart player, uh-huh. and he is still, as we saw last year, a capable positional defender. And he played NBA basketball last year. There's that, yeah, too. that too. That too. Yeah. And, like, and yeah, he, he, he looks I don't, good as a leader. He played well. I don't, I don't like And Also, he does not need the ball in his hands. He will yeah. literally just get rebounds, kick it out, make the right basketball play. And as long as you play him for like under 15 minutes a game, who cares? Yes, exactly. Because, because most of your center minutes should be Anthony Davis. Uh-huh. But of course, that's not going to happen. And the other names were Martian Gortat. I say no. Uh, he's yes. just Martian Gortat used to be really good, but now Martian Gortat is like what thirty four or something. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, nah. I, okay, I'm googling. He's thirty five. <laughs> he's yeah. and he hasn't been in the NBA in a few years. Yeah. Uh, or was he in last year? Anyway, no, he wasn't. Was there no? Are, are there no calls being put into Nene's agent? Nene is... He's a free agent, right? Is he? I think so. I oh, think Gortat, Gortat, was on the, uh, Gortat was on the Wizards and then traded to the Clippers last year. Oh. He was on the... Really? Shit, I had no idea. Uh, but they cut him pretty pretty soon. Oh, makes sense. Makes sense. Is Nene still a free... He is a free agent. Okay. Nene would be my first choice then. Yeah. Yeah, another high IQ guy, you know. Yeah, a guy, a guy, and this is my problem with with uh, with someone like Mo Spates. This is a guy that just wants to get Mo buckets. <laughs> and and if you're the Lakers, you don't need that. You need a guy that's going to play defense and get a rebound. Yep. Um. So Nobody this brings us. So br- this brings us to Dwight Howard, who mm-hmm. is out of that group still the most talented guy. Yes. Like currently talented, I mean. Mm-hmm. Like for all the shit that Dwight Howard took last year, and like, and in Charlotte, his his just his raw stats these last few years are still good. 
like like he hasn't he, he's he's been a step slow his back's been a huge problem but he's only 33 years old last year he averaged if i just told you his stats you'd think he's still good he averaged 13 and 9 last year in like seven games well, ten, well like 10 games <laughs> but 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 in the year before that the year before that with charlotte he played 81 games and averaged 17 and 13 yeah, and got like that thirty and twenty five game against the Nets or something. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, it was, so, I, I'm still scarred by that. That was so. That so was Dwight, rough. How- Dwight Howard is still a capable NBA player. So, but this gets into the 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 kind of Carmelo Anthony topic of can he accept his role? Can he just shut up in the locker room and just accept that he's a role player? It doesn't have anything for me to do with accepting a role. It's literally just Dwight Howard is like, he's he's like the the Ted Bundy of locker rooms. He just <laughs> like he just kills team chemistry. He just yeah. does. I'm sorry. He just does. Yeah, he, I don't... it's it's bad. There's just no evidence that like Dwight Howard will be a positive force on your team. Like there's not there, there's never anybody. And I will actually say this: I felt bad for Dwight Howard last year somehow. Despite me loving yep. making loving making uh, Dwight Howard jokes because he had that whole thing with like that trans woman or something and people were like making fun of Dwight Howard. So I was like, damn, Dwight Howard yeah. wants to, you know. Yeah, make 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 fun of make fun of what Dwight Howard does in a locker room and on the court, but his personal life, like that was. I was like, shit, man. No, he's, he's a free man. He's a free man. Do what you want. But um, but but anyway, um, it's just at this point. It's it's all about him as a teammate. I don't think anybody is really questioning his his is he, that he can still play in the NBA, but yeah. it's it, who who knows at this point. What do you think? Okay, if I'm the Lakers, I would probably want to go with Joakim Noah or Nene. Probably actually Nene, but if they go with Dwight. And make it like a mostly um, uh, unguaranteed contract, uh-huh. then then I'm not opposed because he's still a good player. And maybe in his second run in the Lakers, he'll come back wiser. He'll come back more humbled. I don't know. I just I think that he is worth taking a gamble on. And this is a totally like a fool me once, shame on on. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. George Other Bush way around. Other way around. Oh my god, I did just turn into George Bush. <laughs> you won't get fooled again. Oh my god, I just I just did turn into George Bush. I was really bad. Yeah, was, did, was that did the first was the first time you heard that in the J Cole song? Uh, it was for me. I don't know. I think the first time was like the actual George Bush interview. Wow, you were OG. You you know your shit. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but no, I just totally. But the problem is the only time I ever hear that said is making fun of George Bush. So that's why I just screwed it up. Of course. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> it, it, Dwight Howard has fooled a million and one teams here, and he's killed a million and one locker rooms. But I, he's still that talented. Where if he accepts his role, it, it's it's worth it. Maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be the team that signs him, but I won't judge anyone that does. I I wouldn't hate if someone just like in, took a complete flyer and just like Dwight, come to training camp for a week. Yeah, give him a yeah, training but... camp deal. Give him a training camp deal and see what happens. Bring bring him and Nene both in and be like, all right, whatever. 
I, I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with that. Okay. So that's that's the very quick Dwight Howard rant. Um do you think he if he accepts his role, he's still a capable player? If if he can stay healthy, you know, he's ideally he would just be asked to if the if you get a rebound and you can do a putback, do the putback and just rebound and block shots. That's that's yeah. all that they need him to do. And Dwight Howard he he looks like he's in good health. He's still jacked out of his mind. He's he's still a massive guy. Hell, I think I think he could contribute. It's it's possible. It's feasible he could contribute. Okay. Okay. So here here's another uh so we're we're gonna move on to a new topic. But before we even get into Team USA, I have not prepped you at all on this, but this is a top something I wanna ask you really quick. Alright. Think about NBA history. Who are like your top three bucket getters? Top so not so bucket. not 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 guys that like like oh they have, well they average twenty eight points a game and blah 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 like guys you just watch them play and you just think man that guy just gets buckets. Man, okay, top three. Top uh, three. Bear in mind, but we're gonna give we're gonna give Lou Will a free pass, so he's automatically one you don't have to say him. Ooh, okay. Are we talking? Do I? Are we? Good, are we talking big men? Or are we talking anyone? Uh, anyone? Okay. Guys, guys that you just watch and you're like, man, that guy just he just okay. scores. I'm gonna challenge some of our younger listeners if we have a young listening fan base. You guys need to study up, watch some highlights of the great Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq really? is still his old highlights to me are still stunning. When Shaq was like OG Laker Shaq, like oh one two thousand Shaq and magic shack it's still it's still stunning for me to see it's okay. actually still stunning for me to see i hope that wasn't the corny answer but sh- damn shack could shack could get fucking buckets he was incredible people yeah forget but how yeah but dominant he, he was yeah but only on the inside like he's not he's not someone that like so we're talking all around. Yeah, we're just talking about like guys that will just like cross someone up like and they're like you know Oh, okay, okay, okay. I know, I know where we're headed. Okay, this is. I'm gonna go with one that you, you're not. I don't know if you're gonna be a fan of first. All right. But I actually want to say, my guy Carmelo. Okay, that's fair. If you that's look a good at answer. It, for me, that last Nuggets, that the, the the championship or semifinal, that that one Nuggets year where he got the farthest furthest in the postseason that he ever did that year, and I would say that first, the first two Knicks years. If you watch that that's that still game when he 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 messed up Luol Dang in that mm-hmm. that Bulls game he kept coming back that was a that was really a crappy Knicks team especially when Amari was hurt that he just kind yeah. of put on his back and of course I was in the garden for my very first NBA game when I saw him push just throw just throw 60 like you know, yep. so now what next All right. All right, who's your next guy? Um I'm going He's from Brooklyn, New York, Will. Oh my god. Lance is not a bucket getter. He makes them dance. Lance oh Stevenson will get buckets. Right. He can get buckets for you. Lance Stevenson can always give you buckets. All 100%. right, next one. You know what? Actually, one of my favorite players to watch. I don't know if this is a bucket getter exactly, but I someone who I would put in the conversation, OG Penny Hardaway. Okay. Penny Hardaway was nice back in the day. He was nice. All right. Orlando Penny before you know he you know he got on the Knicks and stuff like that. He, you know he was nice. He was nice. All right. Here's my list. Also, I want to also exclude Jamal Crawford. That kind of feels like okay. a given too. I feel like David Thompson's coming. No, actually, but that's not a bad one. <laughs> All right, my number one, 
Monte Ellis. Oh, Monte was nice. Uh, all right, number number two, Gilbert Arenas. Oh, bro, how did I forget that? How did I forget, <laughs> Gilbert? bro? We was just pulling up like five feet behind the line before it was cool. Yeah, those Warriors years. Oh my God, Gilbert he dropped like active. sixty on Kobe one night too. Gilbert was dirty. All right, and my last one. You know I got to do it. Ricardo Davis, Ricky Davis. <laughs> Ricky gets buckets. All right. Next topic. Yeah, I, I, I just thought that was fun. Rebounds <laughs> off his own backboard. Hey, you know what? I too. <laughs> so you got to do what you got to do when you're behind by 30. And, uh, you, you know, Olgowskis is the highest paid guy on your team. So go for go for Ricky Davis. On to the next topic. <laughs> All right. Last or not, not last topic, but our next topic that we're going to go quickly through. Team USA currently has 13 guys. They have had more drops this year than literally ever. Um, some of the notable guys that have dropped off the team, uh, Anthony Davis, James Harden, C.J. McCollum, uh, DeMar DeRozan, um, De- uh, did I say Lillard? I think I just said Lillard. Kyle Lowry, uh, Landry Shamet for some yeah. reason. I'm actually not mad at that. Uh, I think it's weird. Um, and... A bunch of other guys, but those are kind of like the main guys that dropped off. So, so yeah, Team USA. Oh, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Marvin Bagley. Mm. Which did, there was a conspiracy online that 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 Vlade was making them uh, was making them drop off so that another te- another country would beat Team USA. Wow, I thought that's pretty funny. I doubt it's pretty funny. Wow, people. How did people online even give a shit? Like, who cares? Who cares? About Team USA? I don't care about Team USA. This isn't Team USA. This is Team E-USA. I still love Team USA. I still watch all of it. I, oh, hell no. I don't watch Team USA until, unless it's like the actual team. At least get Jay, like Harden Davis. Like, I mean, if, imagine if this was an Olympic year. What would Team USA look like? Oh, I mean, it's totally different, but that's why LeBron's this is... playing in the Olympics? That, that's, why, that's why this is FIBA. Yeah, I, yeah. Nobody but, is different. So this is, is different. So this is their roster right now, and they have to cut one guy. So right now the roster is Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brown, Joe Harris, Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Mason Plumley, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Miles Turner, Kemba Walker, and Derek White. So they, one of these guys has to get cut because they have thirteen guys. They need to get down to twelve before the start of the tournament. Who's your one guy that you think is going to get caught? You know, before we, we started recording, I said Mason Plumley, but I'm actually going to change my change my ideology right now. This team has a lot of wings, and Harrison Barnes just at this point, eh, I'm good. I'm thank you for your contributions, Harrison Barnes. But you know, we we called Aaron Gordon. His agent said he was busy. You know, we we put in some calls. We're we're good with you, Harrison Barnes. I That's appreciate fair. you. Get ready for the Kings. That's fair, but he's also like one of only three guys on the team that has any Olympic experience. So I think he's pretty safe. I mean, like, what's what's, what's Olympic experience? This isn't the, really the Olympics. This is just well, like well, play well, some guys just, from just, other countries. Just you just know? someone that has Team USA experience, because Team USA the the games play very differently internationally than they do in the NBA. Yeah. So I think that he's safe just because he is like one of the only guys that that has experienced the difference. I think the only other two are Brooke Lopez. No, no, it's Mason Plumley and Kemba Walker. I think are the only two that have experienced that before. Uh, okay, okay. What do you? Who do you think uh, should get the cut? Kuzma. 
Oh, interesting, interesting. And, and the reason, and the reason is, I know it's gonna sound like I'm just a total Laker hater, mm-hmm. but the reason is, um, the, it, for me, it was between Derek White and Kyle Kuzma. Yes. But for Derek White, Pop is the coach. Pop is his coach. He's coming off a strong postseason. He's six five. He's going to be able to guard some bigger guards, mm-hmm. and he is a good defender. And he just he he know he's going to know exactly what Pop wants done. And I don't also I also just like don't want Donovan Mitchell as my backup point guard. Well, I would rather smart have like a, a point guard. A, a, smart isn't a point guard to me. Yeah, he is. He's I I I would rather play him with Kemba. Oh, why? Well, Kemba's about off that, the court. I don't really a, want Smart head. running the offense. Really? I, I just I I don't love the I I don't love the fit. I don't love the fit. But Smart, I mean, Smart's run the Celtics offense the last four years. Yeah, but in a different in a different way. I don't know. I, it's it's I just can't really come to grips with it. I I would rather have White as as a safety net in this in this. Oh, I, I I mean I mean I completely disagree with the reasoning, but I agree <laughs> with the. Uh, I mean, smart. Smart is in terms of everyone on Team USA. Smart is the best playmaker on the team. And you are. I mean, obviously, you have to have him there. I mean, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna get after it. You know, he's yeah. Some Italian so guy up. The reason, you know? the reason I think Kuzma. The reason I think oh, Kuzma's oh, oh, oh. the cut mm-hmm. is because they, like you said, they're overstocked on wings, and he's the worst shooter out of everyone on the team. Pretty mm-hmm. much, he's like a thirty percent three point shooter who doesn't play defense, doesn't move the ball that well. And for t- for this Team USA, more than any other year, there's going to be a lot of emphasis on ball movement. Zone. Most teams in, in FIBA play zone, mm-hmm. so to 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 neutralize kind of one on one isolation shit. Mm-hmm. And and Kyle Kuzma is not a zone buster. And yeah. he can't play defense. He's not going to be someone to move the ball and try to break the zone. I just don't see how he really fits onto this team because he's six nine. So his height, I mean, who is he? Is he going to play over Jason Tatum, Chris Middleton, mm-hmm. uh, um, even Jalen Brown and Harrison Barnes? I'd, I'd, Joe Harris, I'd rather play all those guys over Kuzma because of their shooting ability. Oh, of course. And, of and course. Not, I'm not saying that Kuzma's a bad player because I, I think he's a decent player. I think that he's overrated, but I think he's decent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't, I think that he's, he, his fit doesn't fit with what Team USA wants to do. And his skill and his and and his physical abilities contradict too much with everyone else. Mm. No, I'm 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 here. I'm I'm here with that. I'm here with that. Real quick, who do you think? Uh, you think Brook Lopez or Miles Turner should start? Um, for a starter, I'd, I'd go Brook Lopez. Mm-hmm. Just I, I I couldn't believe it until I went to this exact same webpage earlier today. <laughs> Brook Lopez is 31. How yeah, is he that's, 31? That's shocking. I I would have thought he's like 34. It's in, it's insane. Nice job, Palinka. Just like cutting him. Oh my god, that's such a bad. <laughs> move. Add Brooke Lopez, idiot. But All I, right. What do you what do you think their starting lineup will be? Uh, obviously. Well, there's locks. First of all, you've yep. got Kemba is a lock. Yep. Donnie Mitchell is a yep. lock. Then I think I agree with you on Brooke Lopez. Yep. So then it, it's, it's I think, all about who plays the three and the four. I think Tatum's I would, a lock in the starting lineup, too. I would, I would tend to agree. I and would I, say Tatum and Middleton. Yep, that was, my, that was my exact pick for starting lineup. Yeah, Middleton's, Middleton's 6'8". You know, he's got some size on him. The same thing with Tatum. You know, they're both, they're both pretty big threes as they come. And especially, you know, I, I think that I would use actually 
even though as great as Jalen Brown is, I would play Joe Harris a ton just because he, he's he's the best three point shooter on this team. No, I agree. Um, I agree. He, yeah, he. I think I think Harris would kind of be a seventh, seventh, eighth man with small heart with uh with with Brown in that same with Brown. Let me rephrase that. Brown. Harris, Smart, and Turner are the other guys that have to play the most. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I, the reason why I don't like cutting Plumlee, um, and this is why I was opposed to you earlier saying that, uh-huh. is because most te- other international teams just have like seven big guys. And yeah. they're, they're going to, and, and in, in Team USA, it's a little bit behind the NBA in terms of there's going to be two seven-footers and a 6'10 guy out there on the same time. <laughs> it's like the um, 97 Knicks. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so you're going to play against Serbia, and you're going to see uh, Jokic next to another seven-footer next to someone who's 6'10. And uh-huh. you need to have and, – and you know guys are going to get into foul trouble. And you, let's say Brooke Lopez picks up three fouls in the first quarter. You don't want to be stuck with Miles Turner – and then your backups, backup set or your third string center would be Kuzma. Oof. It's just that that's 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 why I think that Miles Turner has to, or uh, Mason Plumlee has to make the team. Plus, he's played before. Makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. It does. Yeah. All right. So so all the reports coming out from Team USA. Uh, I've been you, you, if, if if you've been reading the the reports, you'll see a lot of Donovan Mitchell has looked the most impressive. Um. And followed up with Jason Tatum has looked the second most impressive, and Jason Tatum might have grown an inch or two. Jason Tatum might have grown an inch or two. I get he's only twenty one. I, I I don't know. I I kind of chalk that up to you know just just writers talking shit. But I mean, I, I mean, Giannis, thing Giannis has grown four inches since he entered the league. It's not it's not unfathomable. Yeah, it's it's not it's not. But I will say this 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 real quick. We we've always talked about, and people have always talked about how players, you know, like like in two thousand eight, play a lot of players will ha- make leaps and bounds and learn a lot, especially young players from the team USA experience. Yep. And we've got four Celtics on this USA men's team. We've got Kemba, Smart, Tatum, and Jalen Brown. Yep. Here's the thing. I've still got the Celtics penciled in for for fifty wins this year. Yeah. 100%, and I think it's looking good. It still I think seems it's high, looking but yeah. Good. I think it's looking good. I, re- I believe in the Celtics team. I think that Brown and Tatum are going to get better. Um, and, you know, Donovan Mitchell is an interesting guy because if the Jazz, because everybody's now on the, oh, Jazz are the sleepers, man. Jazz, man, you should look for the Jazz. They're going to be good this year. Uh-huh. Everybody's, everybody's talking about that. But I think people need to simmer down a little bit because this, this team really just got wiped out in the first round last year. And... Though, you know, Conley's obviously a big upgrade. Bogdanovich can get buckets, but that's not enough to... I, I, I really doubt that's enough to make the Western Conference Finals. Like, I actually... Make the semis. I, don't, I don't know if they can. But if Donovan Mitchell takes another step and gets better, I think they can. Yeah, I think, actually, I'm expecting a... 06 Dwayne Wade kind of bounce here from Donovan Mitchell. Based on everything we're hearing, based on his career trajectory, he's only 22 years old, uh, playing next to Mike Conley, and is going to be huge for him. It'll it'll allow him to focus a lot more on offense uh, in terms of like 
like getting to open space versus having to create for yourself. Yeah. Um, I think that this is going to be a huge year for Donovan Mitchell. And I would actually, if I'm the, if I'm the jazz, I'd consider not making the Western conference finals as a disappointment. Really? Because, because in, in my mind right now, I'm, if I had to guess right this second, I would predict a Clippers jazz Western conference finals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least right now, obviously things, things are going to change, but how many games does catfish Jeff green go off? Well, in the playoffs, four. Four in the entire playoffs or this playoff series? In the playoffs, in the entire playoffs, it'll be okay. about it'll be about one in the first round, one in the second round, two in the Western Conference Finals. Okay, that makes sense, especially if it goes like seven games. Yeah, yeah. That no, makes sense. The, okay. I'm, now, now, so that's two wins for the Jazz right there in the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> I love how we're just penciling in Catfish Jeff Green. <laughs> <laughs> But the problem God. is the rest the rest of the of the series, Jeff Green's gonna be rough. But he actually had a good season for the Wizards last year, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean anybody else scoring other than Beal. <laughs> Thomas all right. Bryant, my guy. Let's, all right, let's let's get into uh into this week's episode of the Kyrie Irving panic meter. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another installment of the Kyrie Panic Meter. Where drum roll, please. For those who are new to the podcast or need their memory refreshed with Will being a Celtics <laughs> fan that was scored by the wrath and bullshit of Kyrie and me as a Brooklyn fan who now has him on my team. Every week we grade panic or happiness with Kyrie on my team on a scale of 1 to 10. This week... Last week you were at a 5 out of 10 in terms of panicking, right? Yes, I currently am at a... I, it, it has remained steady. It has remained steady. It not remains because steady, of no, okay. Not because of... Neither or less NBA. I mean, I mean Kyrie news. Good things of Ky- that happens with Kyrie. Kyrie seems to be getting high at, with Karis Levert or some type of <laughs> not all thereness, comp- yep. uh, 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 as evidenced by their photos on Instagram. And supposedly, guys like Levert are working out with Kyrie and developing chemistry with him in LA. Which okay. is great to hear, which is great to hear. Maybe Kyrie can actually be like a decent teammate and not fuck everything up this time. However, the colorways for Kyrie's shoes came out. Yeah. And Kyrie's shoes don't get enough cred- don't get enough uh, criticism for being ugly as shit. These shoes are Kyrie's shoes are bad. They're just bad. They've got these like weird mids. They're, they're not high tops or lows, they're mids of all things. They've got bad colorways on them. It's just an ugly shoe, and if Kyrie's wearing ugly shoes, I still think he's going to be a weird guy. And if Kyrie's a weird guy, I'm still a, a bit worried for the Nets. So I, my panic is, is stationary at a five. Okay, okay. So you are basically, you have your guard up, but you're, you're optimistic. Yes, exactly. You know, okay. it's, like, it's, it's, it's like a new relationship. All right, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, well, on the Kemba or, or on the Kemba Walker panic meter, I'm at a zero because I absolutely am in love with him. <laughs> signing autographs at like Boylston oh Street. Oh my god! Yeah, basically, <laughs> Kemba Walker has now been in Boston more times than Kyrie Irving has. Like in Boston, Boston. Good for Kyrie. Being being in Boston, Boston isn't all that. I'm about to move back to Northeastern in like a, in like two weeks, man. Went, Boston's went, an overrated city. I went to Boston a few weeks ago. I actually really like Boston. Like I Boston's definitely bad. prefer New York. Um, but Boston's actually nice. Boston's a three day city. 
you can you can do everything there is to do in the in the Boston area in three days, and then after three days, it's like ah fuck. Well, I don't. I mean, I, I don't Boy, need I don't, again. I don't <laughs> do need. It. I mean, if what I'm considering like where to live, I don't need lots of things to do around me. I just need to have it be a place that I feel like, like yeah, like this is a place I would I would enjoy living. But in terms of like, there's, is there a park? Is there easy access to get places? And are there cool opportunities for a career? Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I mean, so I mean, yeah, it's like it's like, I, I, it's I like New York. It's like New York. There's a ton of stuff to do. Technically, like, technically, Times Square is something to do. Doesn't mean I'm ever well, gonna go. Well, the, the thing, the great things to do in New York are exploring places. You just get to just just fucking walking around, enjoying life. You well, know, I went, going to various parks. Well, Gra- Grace and I, Grace and I went to uh, Boston Chinatown, and I will say, underrated. New York. Chinatown is still way better. It's not even close. Oh no, no! But I'm saying just Boston's underrated. Yeah, Boston, Boston's so low rated. I think it's underrated. <laughs> also, it was my first time in Boston Common. Pretty nice. Is that the that's the big ass park, right? Yeah. Eh. It was eh. nice. It's not 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 for me. Not for me. It's a low budget Central Park. Boston well, hate- people just want to be like New York. <laughs> well, they, as, can't, as, they can't confront the- it. As the president and CEO of the I Hate Central Park committee, fine. There's some nice things in Central Park. No, I hate Central Park. There's some nice. You gotta go to the lake, like the the lake. I, I know the lake. The lake is lake is pretty decent. They, you know, they got like the wilderness part. You know, if you want to do like a hiking date, you can. You know, I'd go rather, to the I'd rather go to Prospect Park. That's why I moved right next to it. No, I fuck with Pros- Prospect Park. You know, they got the. Have you have you been on the canoe boats there? Like you know, the, like the pedals and shit. No, no, but I know what you're talking about. No, I, I'm, I'm right date. near the. That's a good date idea. I want to do that sometime. I'm right near the entrance to it. Uh, right near yeah. that. Wait. So what? What? What are you on? Are you on Parkside or are you on? Uh, you're not on. I'm close to Parkside. You're north of Church, right? Yeah. You're north of Church. Yeah, I know that area. I know. Yeah, I think you. You probably live on a nice street, right? Yeah. Must. Yeah, it's nice. Okay. Yeah. So. But yeah. Um. But but. <laughs> Boston underrated. It's on. It's on my. It's on my list of places I would consider living if the right opportunity presented itself. Very fair. Now on to the final section of the week. So, the on, so yeah, on to, on to my favorite section in podcast history, the Rogier Report, where we break down and discuss all the new Terry Rogier news and just overall tomfoolery, if you would. Um, those because, new to the podcast, it's you know he's Will's favorite basketball player. Basically, basically, if you're new to the podcast, um, Terry Rozier and I had a uh, a hate hate relationship. It's like a love hate relationship, but there was no love. <laughs> and um, I I didn't I didn't love him when we drafted him. I thought that throughout his four years in Boston, even when he picked up steam in the playoffs, uh, he was pretty overrated. Um, People, people like to talk about how he averaged 17 points per game in the playoffs, but don't like to talk about how he did it on 38% shooting. And shot like 0 of 8 in the last And, and, and in the last game, shot 0 of 12 from three-point range. Oof. <laughs> um, so, so I have my own personal qualms with Terry Rozier, and I think he was just as much of a problem last year for the Celtics as Kyrie was. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he gets handed like the, that contract, which I've talked enough about. So here's, here's what we have for, for Terry Rozier this week. He did an interview with Bleacher Report. He talks about how he had uh, no beef with Kyrie, which is ludicrous. Um, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he talked about how uh, 
about how he texted Kyrie like after he got after they both signed places. Doesn't mean Kyrie responded. Just said he texted him. <laughs> um, Yo, Kyrie's definitely leaving people on red. You know, they, you know Kyrie's oh, doing yeah. Gordon, Gordon Hayward's going to be like, hey, happy birthday, ber- uh, birthday brother. And, and it just says red. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so yeah. But, uh, but no, it's fine. literally the only person that got along with Kyrie in that locker room was, was Marcus. Everyone, everyone else... Uh, <laughs> I was reading a funny article about Kyrie, and it was it was talking about this. This is a few weeks ago, and I was talking, or sorry, but not about Kyrie, about Jalen Brown, and it was like a source close to Jalen Brown said that uh, Jalen thought that Kyrie is like one of like the dumbest people he's ever met, and as an intellectual, Jalen Brown was just so frustrated by him all the time. <laughs> Jalen Brown is just like, you've read Animal Farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because J- J- Jalen Brown is one of the smartest players in the league, like yeah. in terms of just like general like life IQ and 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 smarts. Yeah, what's nineteen eighty four about, bitch? <laughs> and, and and then Ky- and then Kyrie comes in talking about how the Earth is flat and asking what what government means to everyone. Mean- meanwhile, meanwhile, Jalen's doing a, a study at MIT right now about how to how to improve uh, diversity in schools. Is that a fact? Yeah, he's Holy he's, uh, shit. he's doing a fellowship right now with MIT. Oh wow, good for Jalen. That's awesome. Jalen's like a brilliant human being. That's awesome. <laughs> That's why him and shit. Kyrie didn't get along at all. Shit, he went to Berkeley. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie and went to Duke. Anybody who says Duke is the Harvard of the South just wants to go to Duke and wants to justify it for themselves that they're going to a team everybody hates. That's what it is. Duke's so, not the Harvard of the South. Oh come yeah, on. It's like, it's like it's like people like Allen Iverson going to Georgetown. People who go to school like. Like, like, unless, like, you're going to, like, a, like, a Harvard or a Yale or, like, a, like, a Berkeley or something like that. Like, like, I don't care how good of a school you go to. You're going there for basketball. Yeah, it says, it says the Lopez twins went to Stanford. Good for the Lopez twins. Yeah. Smart too. Yeah. yeah, that, that, that's, 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 that's it, it, unless you go to a non-basketball school, like, then you're there for basketball. But anyway, yeah. so, so on this week's episode of the Rogier Report, we're going to talk about his interview with Bleacher Report, where he talks about how he was planning on signing with the Knicks. It was going to be a one-year prove-it deal for a lot of money. Ooh. Um, and then, then Phoenix called and said that they were going to offer him like a three-year contract for a lot of money, like kind of. So it so it sounds like it was going to be the exact Ricky Rubio contract. Ooh. But then at the last moment, Michael Jordan called Mitch Kupchak and said, "Do whatever it takes to get Rozier here." Oh my God. Which now marks three teams. That wanted to sign Terry Rozier. So this basically marks three teams that did not watch Terry Rozier uh, for more than the highlight film. God. MLG and, highlights must be get, must have gotten so much traffic from like I Michael Jordan's YouTube account. <laughs> <laughs> House yeah, of Hoops so, was just getting... Yeah. The page was about to crash because Mitch Kupchak kept refreshing it. Oh my god. Yeah, so that was that. That was what was going on this week in, in Terry Rozier news. I'm I'm really looking forward to episode of the Rozier Report when uh, because game one of the postseason is going to be Hornets versus Celtics. In the preseason. So preseason, excuse me. Um, <laughs> I don't know if the Hornets are going to be making the playoffs this year. It's... Oh, I said postseason. My bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I meant no, the the Hornets season will end pretty quick. Um, the Hornet season already ended. They signed Terry Rozier to a three-year, fifty-eight million dollar deal. God, Jordan's such a bad fucking owner. Oh my god. He's so bad. Um, he drafted like Morrison and Kaminsky and like also, Jesus. also, I'm, 
for for once in my life, though, I, I don't disagree. I, I I completely disagree with the Knicks wanting to sign Rozier, but I applaud them for making it a one year deal. I'll give them that. I'll give I'll, I'll give them that. And they they could have gone for gone for the whole three years. Sure. Yeah, I, I the, the Knicks could have given him three or sixty. He would have been there, but. Yeah, that would honestly, it's it's uh, giving him one year would have been a bad idea just because I think it, it would. Other than it's Terry Rozier, I mean, it would have been a really slap in the face to Dennis Dennis Smith. Who I think I think Dennis Smith should get another year. Let him also, let if just, you're, also if just, you're, just let him have a year. If you're a team and you're signing a player for a lot of money on like a prove it deal, why did teams ever do one year prove it deals? Do a two year with a team option. Because yeah. it's like it's like when um a few uh the Jets or was it the Giants? I think it was the Jets. Like last year, they signed um uh Te- Teddy Bridgewater to a one year contract, mm-hmm. and their plan was to start him and then like trade him halfway through the year to a team that needs a quarterback. But they, that ended up working. Ended up trading him before the season even started to the Saints. But let's say uh, Bridgewater played well. That's why you want to have him on like a two-year deal with a team option. That way, actually, I don't even know if the NFL has team options. But that way, like, if he does have, if he does play well and exceed his contract, you can trade him and be like to say to the team, okay, this now has you now have him under cost control for next year, rather than all right, here he is. But now you have to sign him for a lot of money. It's going to decrease the trade value. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a it's, it's a bad idea. It's just it's just it's just dumb. It's just, it's just dumb. I yeah. Agree. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there. Um, next week's up. Ep- actually, I, I I might not be available for next week's episode, but in two weeks' episode, because I'm gonna be in Ithaca, New York. Oof. Um, so I don't even know if they get Wi-Fi out there. So we'll say go to Jets training camp. <laughs> No, uh, I'm. I'm. I think it's actually really nice. Uh, Cornell's a yeah. beautiful school, but um, and then this and they far from New York, isn't it? You gotta take like a bus up there or some shit. Well, I'm dri- I'm driving her from from Massachusetts. Oh, oh, so okay. it That's shaves good. off about two hours. Oof, Jesus, still, hey, but thing. still, whatever, it's fun. You got a road trip. You got a road trip. Yeah, it, it'll be fun. Spend a few days in Ithaca, um, which is all you should really be spending in Ithaca. I think Ithaca's a three-hour town. I'm not sure about a three-day town. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Oh my I, God. I don't know. <laughs> and, and I think I think Grace would attest to that as well. But <laughs> we have we're gonna listen to this podcast and be like, "Oh, how the fuck are you friends with this idiot?" What's that? So your girlfriend never listened to the podcast and is like, "Why are you friends with this idiot?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. She'll, she'll be like, "So I was listening to this week's episode, and wow, the skip fifteen button got a fifteen second button got a lot of use." <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> she she does it. She does occasionally tune in though. This shit is hilarious. All right. <laughs> For the scores, Hive, we will be also, back soon. Also, just totally not relevant at all to basketball. But breaking news: Spider Man is leaving the Marvel comic universe. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Anyway, that's don't do comic book stuff. All right, well, I'll do this movie. So that's pretty shocking. So yeah. That's DC. Get your action figures. All right, thanks for listening to this. I just look down on people who watch animated things. I'm sorry. I'm just ignoring it. <laughs> if you enjoyed this week's episode, uh, please subscribe, like, uh, or 
give us a five-star review, leave a comment. We appreciate it all. Um, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys if not next week with the week after that with either part two of previewing every team or if something kind of dramatic happens, we'll touch on that as well. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Talk to you guys, you guys later. later.